Welcome back to uh, what uh, is this? Is this uh, Advent? Is this Advent? Still Advent. We're not, we didn't skip back to ordinary time. Not Christmas. I was out of the loop for a couple days. Uh, I had a uh, looks like Christmas, but it's not Christmas. It it looks like Christmas. Well, if you go out in the world, you know everybody's <laughs> right. Right. Sure. Yeah, I had a, I had a wedding in St. Louis this past weekend. It was awesome. Oh, got yeah? to see my sister, oh. my nieces. Exciting. Got to go go to Springfield, Cape Girardeau. Yeah. So you know, it's just uh, I'm just actually a little out of my routine today. Hey, it's a uh, it, it's good to be back in uh, Stillwater, Oklahoma. Hey, hey, back in Stillwater, Oklahoma, getting ready to launch out into my six day hey, silent going retreat. On retreat. I'm going on retreat. What does one do on a six day silent retreat? Because I my guess is most people listening have never been really six day silent. Tell us uh, what, so, what will you do all day? Well, so on my thirty day silent retreat. Uh, no, no. Six? What's happened? So this is six days. Oh, yeah. Wait, hold on a second. Time out. Time out. Hold on. Let me let me let me rewind. Hi. I'm Father Gary Wakulich, pastor of St. John Catholic Student Center, which is currently closed for the OSU holidays. And I'm with there with my amigo, the pastor of everything north of the Cimarron. <laughs> Go ahead. Who are you? So what do you do on a six-day retreat? No, I didn't introduce you yet, did I? Oh, I, I, maybe not. I don't know. I, I don't think we did. Who are you? Uh, Father Brian O'Brien. I'm the pastor of uh, uh, St. Francis Xavier. Is that is that what? <laughs> Here in Stillwater, 7-Eleven North Country Club. You should come visit. I feel like both of us have just like woken up. <laughs> I'm, I'm waking up, man. It's Advent. Yeah. It's time to get woke. Waco sleepers. Okay, so anyway, what does somebody do on a uh, silent yeah? What do you retreat? do on a silent retreat? So, uh, over the years, I've perfected, I think, the order and structure of of a retreat of how to do it. So it involves, of course, early morning wake up. Early, yeah, morning. I mean, wake I hear up. You. Okay, getting up early in the morning and taking a hour to listen to the world wake up, listen to nature wake up. The, the chirping of the birds, the inching of the worms, the howling of the coyotes, watching brother, sun, and sister moon dance through the sky in a little ballerina act. La, 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 oh, Okay, hold on. Let me take a drink of coffee real quick to neutralize. Uh, so Father Carey's going on a retreat. So every, every priest, if you didn't know this, every priest has to go on. It's a requirement of canon law. Yeah. A retreat every year. Six days. And so Five it's days? not it's not super well defined like you know what the retreat right. has to be this or on this topic or so it's really up to each priest so there are uh, times when like you go on retreats as a group yeah some like people, we do in the some diocese people, of Tulsa some people prefer that and you bring in a speaker you know who directs the retreat or in some cases you go just straight up silence on your own I like just yep. silent retreats yep. so th- then each each day I have a structure to it so. Get up, pray the office of readings, and then begin one of my meditations in the chapel. Then finish that meditation, that hour meditation, with morning prayer. Ooh. And then I go from there to exercise. Go run, do some calisthenics, spend about 30 to 40 minutes working out, burning energy. And then I go have breakfast. Have you breakfast. haven't even eaten breakfast yet? No, 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 no. So this is like now I'm like Goodness. nine o'clock. So I have breakfast at nine o'clock, and then guess what I do? I take a nap. Oh, naps! <laughs> you Napping. are the glory of Jerusalem. Oh, uh, you. So then, so then <laughs> the glory of Jerusalem. So then I take a nap, 
And when I wake up from the nap, the the next thing is I take some more time in prayer. I take some more just like another meditation, time of meditation, time of just like beautiful relaxation uh, with the Lord. And then follow that up by mass. Mass. And then, then the Benedictine style, like it's always mass and then lunch. Yep. Yeah. So yep. Uh, so mass. Wonderful. Well, I hope you lunch, have a great retreat. And then some work in the afternoon, like cutting some trees, pulling some weeds, duck hunting. Oh, yeah. By the way, I lied a couple of weeks ago. Actually, I guess I didn't lie. There is a fall turkey season. You can hunt turkeys in. We lost many listeners over that controversy. So, so I, I may go. I may go duck hunting. I may go duck hunting because it's in. It doesn't seem quiet. Yeah, uh, it's going to be awesome. So I do some recreation, like taking those varmints out of the sky. I, it's a catch and release program. I try to catch them and then throw them back up, and they only they land in my frying they, pan. They stop. Yeah, they don't. They don't fly. <laughs> yeah, the weight of the bullet. Yeah. So usually I'm bed by nine o'clock. And then night. up early. And then up day. early. Nice. It's a good retreat. And I take some, I like, I take the lives of the saints and I take a good book with me and just do that sort of stuff and sh- and power down. So by the way, oh, oh, by the way, I'm going to forward all my phone calls to you. 1-800-MIX-A-LOT, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's really funny. Uh, so anyway, pray for Father Kerry because he's going on retreat. Just pray that it be a grace-filled time. Say a little um, before me. I'll be, uh, you know, working. Oh, whoa. Um, you know, taking care of my people, saving souls. Are you what? Are you, you going to get into But then you're coming making? back and you're going to help at St. Francis Xavier on the 23rd. What? That'll be, the that'll 23rd? Be nice, that'll be a nice help. I have a wedding It's on your day. calendar. I know you have a wedding that day and you're also going to help me with mass. Oh, okay. That'll be awesome. <gasps> I'm very I'm very grateful. Uh, okay, so we're kind of midway. We're, we're past the halfway point of Advent. Christmas is coming. I mean, it is. It is. It is imminent. It is close. But here I thought maybe we would talk today about how to have a spiritual life when your routine is thrown off. Uh, because here's here's what I think people are experiencing. College students are now home. And parents are dreading. You're out of the dorm. You're out of the fraternity house, out of the sorority house. You are home. Sophieing it. And so... Let's say if you're if you're an Oklahoma State student, and this is me for kind of from afar. I mean, I come over to St. Sure. John's from time to time and have a general sense of what's going on from you. But if you are if you're a dedicated St. John student, you know you have the opportunity. You can go to mass every day. You can go to adoration every day. You can go to confession basically as often as you want. Church is open at seven a.m. Church closes eleven p.m. all day, so people can come and go. Uh, you have a you know a priest who's available. You know that's you uh, oh, around. Me? Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, you're you're in the company of of friends, hopefully that are you know pursuing holiness, pushing you in the right direction. And then there comes a day <laughs> when you take your last final and you pack your bags and you leave. Mm-hmm. Not for good. I mean, you're coming back. What in a month? But you're gone for Christmas break. The routine is shattered. In my world, at St. Francis Xavier, uh, you know, I mean, our, our mass schedule is the same on Sundays. and But people's schedules are getting thrown off. You might be off work for a period of time. You might, you know, I have a lot of prof- parishioners who are uh, professors or who work at the university. Their schedule, you know, maybe their break, you know, starts at the same time as the yeah. students. 
your routine is thrown off. Students, young people uh, are out of are out of school. The routine is thrown off. Now that could actually be a good thing, because if, if your routine stinks, if your routine is leading you to you know the wages of sin, uh, or your sin, or your or your routine is like, I'm just doing this, and there's no freedom in it. Like yeah. so rigorous yes. of a routine. Yeah, so that can actually be good. But I think for most people, the break in the routine, college students going home, uh, regular kind of working people, stay-at-home moms and dads, um, stu- you know, high school, middle school uh, students, mm-hmm. the break in the routine, messes with, it messes with you. Um, it, it's hard. 100%. It's hard. Um, <laughs> and so what we'd like to do is just talk a little bit about what, what you can do. How to not have your spiritual life go to pot while you're home. Legalized or illegal. Yes, exactly. So what do you what would you say? What what, you, why are you asking me? I, I don't know. I don't, you seem wise. Oh. I mean okay. you are younger than me, but I'll let you, oh, I'll let that pass. No, for a couple more weeks and then I'm caught up to old old man over here. Okay, uh, so a couple of things. Like I have had to, like I said at the beginning of this, structure to my retreat. When I, go, when I go to my retreat, I don't take four days to figure out what the heck I'm doing. I've done this enough. I've made uh, three-day, six-day, nine-day, 30-day silent retreats. And I do this every year, and I've done this for oh, the last 15 years, some sort of long retreat. Six days, eight days. Okay. And since I have a structure, I just fall into it. Now, we can do that when we, like... Uh, when we, we, we go home, and we can say before we go, you know what? I'm going to set a structure to my life. Now, your other friends show up and want to stay out till midnight, 1 o'clock in the morning, yep. 3 a.m., hanging out, watching movies, uh, just eating, just uh, catching up with old amigos. And I think there is a good structure that we can establish and say to our friends, no, I can't do that. Or, yes, I can do that. Oh, this is going to be great. But also, I get up at, you know, 6 o'clock in the morning, or I'm getting up tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I, I, I looked at masstimes.org before I got home, and I figured out where the local parishes are. You know, I've called my home pastor, and I said, hey, is there any way um, you can give me the door code to the church? Or is there any way you can loan me a key? Or, you know, even something like that, those little preparatory uh, preparatory things that you can you can do before you go home to find those times you can even um i had a thought and then it just escaped me well i love the the idea of just of of having a plan when you go home the idea that suddenly you're just going to wake up and like want to pray or Mm. you're going to wake up and like suddenly be inspired to go to your church and make a holy hour or even stop by for a few minutes yeah so having yeah that plan ahead of time where where is where is there a church i mean let's say let's say you're not even maybe you're not even going home maybe you're going to maybe you're going on vacation you're going skiing you're going to the beach i don't know you're going to grandma's whatever um maybe you're going to like family that don't share the same faith as you you know yeah and so, and they're Catholic, and they don't share the same faith. Yeah, as yeah. I mean, there, there, there's there's this kind of maybe attention that you need to be the proactive one. Yeah, finding finding the church. What time is mass? What time is the church open? You might, you know, pr- chances are parish offices a lot of times are closed over uh, the Christmas break. 
Yeah. Um, you know, and so calling, what time is Mass? Is there going to be Mass? Is there a priest available for confession? Should I want to go? Mm-hmm. You know, is there adoration? Is there anything special going on? Is there a, like a Christmas concert that I might go Ooh. to? You know, lift the spirits through. So get a bulletin through, then. So download so yeah, the bulletin. But go all to the, that. I mean, just yeah. any, any decent website. parish website is gonna is gonna have that on there. But just that idea, like Advent is a time of preparation. Going home requires a little preparation. preparation. Don't procrastinate. Yeah, just getting home and think. Oh, I'll just figure it. I'll figure it out when I get there. Yeah. Uh, and then having some having some structure. Yeah, the reason why I ask students to start putting structure in, and even the focus missionaries meet with students beforehand to help them set up structure, is that they they come back kind of disappointed from break. You know, we we're going to seek January third through seventh in Indianapolis, the big focus conference. Seek we're taking. You know, there's like fifteen, seventeen thousand. Boring. Uh, yeah, it's, I think it's like fifteen thousand college students are converging on in Indianapolis this year from different Catholic churches around. And, and prior to that, they, you know, when I get when I when I meet them at Seek or SLS, and they're like, "Oh, I was like, how was break?" And they're like, oh, "Father, oh, there were some stinks. like really great moments." And then it just like I just binge watch Netflix, or you know, there's this new series on Amazon Prime that I just like just couldn't stop watching. Okay, you know what? Maybe you want to watch a couple episodes of Jack Ryan, or maybe you want to watch a you know a couple episodes of my favorite show, Father Brown Mysteries, or what? You do like that show, or maybe you want to watch Bear Bar, Bar, Bar the the uh, the elephant bear, <laughs> Where did that come King from? Bear. I don't know. There's a movie, 1999. I preached about it a couple weeks ago on Christ the King Sunday. Bad Bar the Bear. Father Gail Hammerschmidt did too. Anywho, <laughs> so there are opportunities to do that. That doesn't have to be the whole time. There are opportunities to watch a movie, to sit back and yeah. Watch. There's le- I mean, yeah, leisure. I wouldn't yeah. call watching movie leisure. I mean, it can be. I wouldn't put it in the category oh. because it doesn't allow the mind to relax. We think staring at a TV. We're but all of. Uh, yeah, I think it depends. It probably depends on the movie. Wouldn't watch some trashy film and th- and call that leisure. Ooh. But you know something that raises them raises, raises the, the mind. Heart. Anyway, that's oh, another. okay. We'll come back. We don't have that. to argue. We'll argue later. Can off we not mic. fight? Can we not fight anymore? <laughs> father and father are fighting. <laughs> I don't want to go to church anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Dad, why are the priests fighting? <laughs> oh, okay. 30 style boxing. So uh, there are those op- little opportunities. And then s- ingrain those times of, of prayer, of spiritual reading, of praying the rosary, of even, I would say, you, you mentioned like these friendships you disappear from, of calling your friends. Don't just text them. You know, Call them via FaceTime. FaceTime yeah. some friends, Skype a couple, three or four people, call them up and yeah, check some in accountability. On each other. Yeah, yeah, it's important. Because sometimes we go home, and I would say this is this is what happens: someone gets out of the routine, and they they um, they've been practicing a really incredible virtue, like an awesome virtue, and there's countless of them, and it's not really solidified yet. It hasn't become a habit. And so what do they do? They go home and they fall back into the yep. the opposite, which is the vice that they've been trying to get mm-hmm. out of. And then they're stuck again. And then they're just like in this routine. And they're just dragging. And then when I see them at seek or they come back from break, I'm like, so I was breaking. They're like, father sucked. Or there are those ones that are like, I had an incredible break. You know, they're like, well, I decided to go on a road trip and make a pilgrimage. And I called, we planned it ahead of time or uh, that we were going to go to like 
a, a religious shrine or we're going to go to see a battlefield or a museum. We're going to make a pilgrimage and do something fun together as a group of a group of really, you know, just awesome dudes. And the choice is yours if you're listening out there. Like whether you have a really strong spiritual break, Christmas break, Advent um, is up to you. It's up to you. Um, that you have to make those choices. You have yeah. to choose. John Paul II, they used to say in the confessional, you know, he would, somebody would say their sin and he would, he would say, well, you can keep doing that or you can do this. You and then he would say, now you must choose. That it was just this respect of their of their free will. Yeah. So yeah, so I mean it is. It's it's up it's up to you. To, you can have a wonderful Christmas break. Yeah. Or it can be a total disaster. Okay, what what did you do when you were in college? When you came uh, to Christmas break? So I was not really a model of that. I mean, I, I, I think <laughs> where I where I think <clears throat> I mean I didn't go off the rails, but I mean it wasn't I, I would say like in college even my like attentiveness to the spiritual life. Like there's a lot of students at OSU that would blow me away yeah. from when I was in college. Um, I think in college, my faith was very, it was very intellectual. Uh-huh. And it was, so I would read over the break, but prayer life wasn't so hot. But when I got to seminary, I remember, I remember having this conversation with my spiritual director. It was this very conversation. Like, what do I do when I go home? And there was, there were several kind of good, really good pieces of advice. Um, the first one he said was, uh, you know, like in my my house where I grew up, you know, I have five, four brothers and sisters, nieces and nephews. And so when we were all home, like, I mean, there were a lot of people. A tornado. Around. And so the advice was, like, don't leave your room until you have prayed. So you get up. Uh, but as soon as you, as soon as that door gets opened to the outside world, there's people. Yeah. <laughs> and and those people are gonna, you know, as as much as as awesome as they are, they're gonna make demands on you. Oh, do you want to go to here? Hey, do you want to have breakfast? Do you want to have you know? Right. The TV is gonna be on. The radio is gonna be on. Sure. All these kind of stimulus. Uh, and so to to get some quality prayer, talking to the Lord before that door ever opens, and then having some other time in the day when you can pull out of the, the all of those people, have some yeah, time. Yeah, sure. <laughs> right. And then in the evening before. Before bed, again, as you quiet yourself, having some some time to pray, and that was that was very helpful to me. That was very helpful to me. Yeah, and I think that's really that's good advice. And then also just like getting out of your house. If you're in your house all day by your own choice, some Ew. people are in their house because they can't leave. Some people, I mean, get get out of your house. Go to your local parish, um, and go pray with the Lord. Like you would when you're in Stillwater. The Red Dirt Riviera. The Red Dirt Riviera, as we're as we're calling it. So, so my my first encounter with this when I was uh, when I moved back from uh, New York to go to seminary, and I went to Conception Abbey, where the, you could just get into the chapel whenever you want. Oh yeah, open all the time. Yeah, it, uh, and so, so <laughs> it was this moment where I got up at my regular scheduled time. It was like you know five thirty six o'clock in the morning. I got geared up, cleaned up, and I decided to go to my local church. And I arrived at my local church at 6.30. And what? A.M.? Yeah. 
Oh. And what was what do you think was going on at six thirty at my local church? Mm, the door was locked. The doors were locked. And I was like, wait, a, wait a second. So I drove to the next parish, and guess what? It was locked. Oh, yikes! And so finally, by about seven thirty, I found a church, the Madeline at twenty twenty first and Harvard. Yeah. Because they were having morning mass. Well, they had early mass, yeah. Yeah, they had mass at 8 a.m. So I got in there, and I was able to like basically hang out. Uh, you know what is uh, what saved the day a lot of times was St. John's Hospital. They have a perpetual adoration chapel. Adoration, so yeah. if you're in Tulsa. The chapel oh, of peace. Yeah. And so I just get in there. And it was great because I could go at 11 o'clock at night and just, yeah. you know, I'd be hanging out with homies, seeing lots of friends while I was home, and then go there. Uh, and, you know, Christ the King uh, on Cherry Street now. You know they have like a door combo. Little door code, yeah, yeah. And you you just call you can just call the parish, and they give it to you. Stillwater, you guys have a door code. We have a door code. Uh huh. And you can get in. You just call the parish. Yep. Or, uh, I'm happy to provide. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, another cool thing. I think this is just kind of breaking out of a routine. Um, I love that here in Stillwater we're going to have a midnight mass on Christmas. Have you not had midnight mass before? I don't. I don't know what the schedule was last year. We had midnight mass at St. John, but, but now it's closed. I for am, Christmas break. I am super excited. I mean, that's obviously normally I would not be awake at midnight, mm-hmm. but that's kind of the fun of it. Is like break breaking out of that. Like this is yeah. this is important. This is not routine. Jesus has been born. God has become incarnate, and has been born of a woman, like. That is worth breaking the routine. Uh huh. So we have mass. You know, we have mass Christmas Eve, five o'clock, midnight. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Nine a.m. on Christmas morning in English, okay. and then eleven a.m. Christmas morning in Espanol. Uh, one of my favorite phone calls I got when uh, when we had midnight mass at St. John was this call. Uh, yeah. Hey, hi, uh, Father Gary. Uh, I have a I have a question. Um, what time is midnight mass? And I so I I paused. <laughs> I was like. Is this, a, is this a trick question? And I said, well, it's at midnight. Oh, okay. Okay, thanks. And then I got an email. It, what, what time is midnight mass? Well, it's at midnight. Apparently, there was this trend of having midnight mass at like 9 o'clock well, so, yeah, or, if we're, or 11 o'clock. Yeah, technically, it's it's called, ma- what is it called? Mass at the dawn. during the night. Dawn? Or night? something. Mass. mass during the night. Yeah. Um, well, because the Vatican changed it. I think I think it was Pope Benedict when Pope Benedict was getting older. Mm. So they you know, did. Pope Benedict he's so liberal. <laughs> he's <such laughs> so a, liberal. He always changing stuff. He doesn't have an orthodox bone in his body. <laughs> he uh, they they did it. So it's the you know, mass mass of the night or mass in the night or something. Like yeah, that, like at ten p.m. So they would say, "Join us for midnight mass tonight at 10. <laughs> midnight mass tonight at, but it was mass at the night. You're right. So there's, yeah. t- I mean, there, liturgically speaking, there's no such thing as midnight mass. Right. There's no prayer uh, prayers at midnight. There's not. There's nothing in there. Okay. W- the one thing, you know, as a, as a priest, you get the whole spectrum of stuff. So I don't know why we're talking about Christmas and, and masses right now. This was not our plan. No, we were talking about getting out of your routine. Oh, getting out of our routine. Yeah. How many different gospels are there for Christmas? Oh yeah, we had this meeting a couple weeks ago of like, what are we gonna. You know, because you could, like in our yeah. case, we could you could have different readings for Mass Saturday, or two, excuse me, Monday night at five. You could have a different set of readings at midnight, a different set of readings 
for the morning. Yeah. There's four sets of reading. Is it four sets of readings for Christmas? I think there's four. I mean, talk about like... Yeah, because there's mass, mass, the vigil, mass in the evening, like mass at night, yeah. mass at dawn, and then Christmas Day. Yeah, so that's a beautiful opportunity, like while you're on break is to prepare for Christmas by hearing it from the perspective of four different gospel writers. Yeah. Hearing that whole yeah, read story. Those, yeah, read those infancy narratives. Beautiful. Yeah, the word becoming flesh uh, from John's gospel. It's, it, it's incredibly beautiful. So to, to, to take this time uh, to really prepare uh, and to, you know, the, the, like you said at the beginning, there's a, there's a blessing to getting out of the routine. That's what Advent is. Advent when, is getting us out of the routine. One thing that uh, people might uh, want to to do, and I'm going to uh, strongly discourage it, is they're going to say, oh, all right, so Sunday, December 23rd, oh, but Christmas, and we're going to Mass yeah, Christmas Eve. Yeah, that's right. Or we're going to Mass on Tuesday. We don't need to go to Mass on Sunday. That would be a mistake. Because that Sunday, Sunday the 23rd, is the fourth Sunday of Advent. Number one, you should go to Mass every Sunday. Number two, the fourth Sunday of Advent is really important. Yeah. And number three, you get to go to Mass more. Yeah, Instead yeah. of saying, oh, man, we're going to go to Mass twice, <laughs> the, the response hopefully would be, yes, yes. Mass on Sunday and Monday, yes. Booyah. It, and they're going to be like really long with a lot of singing, yes. So there. Take that. So yeah, go to Mass Sunday. And then either Monday night or Tuesday. It's not hard. It's awesome. You get to go to mass a ton. Yeah. Okay. So back to routines. Love it. Yeah. Back so, to routines. Oh, so benefit and difficulty. The benefits are you get to you get to mix things up a little bit. You get to change a yeah, little. Yeah. Maybe pattern. you're in a funk, and maybe you need a maybe you need a change of scenery. Yeah. A little. Thanks be to God. That's what retreats do. I mean, you're going on retreat. That's what it does. Is it wakes us from our slumber from that routine that sometimes can can dull the dull the mind yeah dull the intellect that well, was that, that reading from a few weeks back yeah what wasn't that uh, jo- uh john the baptist from the second sunday of advent it says you know a, a voice crying out in the wilderness to make straight the path of the lord to to wake up to point ourselves more towards the lord and to make straight the path it and so it, it these routines that we can then drop ourselves into like setting a schedule, setting a time uh, to setting these things ahead of time. Wow. Incredible opportunities. Definitely. To, to grow in our faith life. Okay. You got, you got some scripture in front of you? What are I you doing? I do. I do. Lay it on it. Lay it on us. You know, one of the, the scripture of Advent is just unbelievable. It's okay. unbelievable. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna dive into the scriptures. I. I want to. I want to take this third Sunday of Advent. Okay. Third Sunday of Advent. Third Sunday of Advent, which go. is called what? Gaudete Sunday. Rejoice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Third Sunday of Advent. You, have you read these collects? Ooh, tell me. I mean, I have not. I have not read them. Oh, God. So this is the opening prayer at Mass. This is the opening prayer. For the third Sunday of Advent. It's the first collection. The collect. (laughs) What is it? Go for it. When you read it, it says collect, C-O-L-L-E-C-T, collect and collect. 
And so it's funny. And and the question is, oh God, how who see how your people faithfully await the feast of the Lord's nativity. Enable us, we pray, to attain the joys of so great a salvation and celebrate them always with solemn worship and glad rejoicing. Oh, see how your people faithfully await. Yeah, we're still waiting. Uh, so I guess we'll close with um, this this very important question, and that is, um, is it Christmas yet? It It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. It is, but it's not Christmas yet. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas, but it's not Christmas yet. So don't celebrate too early. Wait. We're saying, come, Lord Jesus, but we're waiting patiently up, on his time, not our time. If, if, if it were up to us, like for little kids, it would be Christmas every single day. Do we want to live our lives that way? No. So wait patiently, patiently. Lord, see how your people Psalm 40, I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined and heard my cry. Booyah. Wait patiently. So anyway, we wish you a blessed Advent. We're super excited that you are listening. We wish you a blessed Advent. We wish exactly. you a blessed Advent. Exactly. So pray for Father Kerry because he's headed out on retreat. Please do. Uh, pray for me because we're heading into you know a busy time, a lot of confessions and, and mass and all of those wonderful things. And uh, it's... Uh, it's a glorious day, and, Blessings. We're glad, and we're glad you're with us. Happy Advent. God bless. <laughs>